teammates. Welcome to Season 2 of the Journeys Through Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Chief Master Sergeant Denny Richardson, New York State Command Chief. No matter what stage in your life or career you are currently at, your journey does not stop. Leadership is a journey. It has no end, but it starts somewhere. It's time. Are you ready to journey through leadership? Hello again, teammates. Welcome to Episode 7 of the JTL Podcast. I am your host, Chief Master Sergeant Denny Richardson, New York State Command Chief. In this episode, we will continue our New York Air National Guard outreach around the state. And I'm happy to have with us today a member of the 174th Attack Wing in Syracuse, New York. Please join me in welcoming Senior Master Sergeant Christine Wiesen. Welcome, Sergeant Wiesen, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Chief. I'm really excited. Oh, man, I'm so excited as well. It's a beautiful day outside. You know, you and I just going to sit here and just have a conversation. Absolutely. Let's All right. do it. All right. Ready to roll? Yes, sir. All right. Let's get this started. So uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. Uh, remove the rank. Uh, who is Christine Wiesen? So I'm a wife to one of the most amazing women in the world, Angela. Um, we've been on, we've only been married a few years, but I feel like we've known each other for a lifetime. Um I honestly don't know what I would do without her support and willingness to follow me across the country for mm -hmm. to pursue my career goals. Um, I'm also a, do a dog mother to a Chawini chopper. Oh, wait, 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 what's that? A Chawini. A Chawini? Ch he's a shelter dog, sir. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, like a Chihuahua Dachshund. Okay. Makes those All right. Gotcha. Dogs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have an Aussie doodle, Sophie. And a crazy terrier mix that has a beard. We've named her after the bearded lady on The Greatest Showman. So some interesting stuff about me. Um, I love playing full contact sports and was actually a member of a traveling women's professional tackle football team when I lived out in Utah. Um, huh. Hurt my ankle. I had to retire after a year of playing. But <laughs> wow. And uh, I love getting outdoors. Um, Personality-wise, I would say that I'm pretty spontaneous. And I just really love life. Uh, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm always turning it into an adventure, even like in the grocery store. I'm that person that you see breaking it down to the music while I'm walking down the aisle. <laughs> so that's that's me in a nutshell, Chief. Oh, my gosh. That's great. So uh, what grocery store you shop at? Oh, usually it's Tops or Wegmans. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. Tops or Wegmans. <laughs> the ones that play the good music. All right, I'm going to start hanging out there because I got to see this. <laughs> That's funny. So tackle football. So yes. What position? Um, I was a linebacker. Oh, yeah. So linebacker. I'm so I'm pretty aggressive. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> One of my favorite uh, football players uh, was a linebacker, Ray Lewis. I'm a Baltimore oh, Ravens fan. I, I know, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a Steelers fan. So oh, are you, guys, you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. Oh, man. This is over. It, it's over. All if right. I was not Pittsburgh everything, then I'd probably be disowned. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sitting across from a Steelers fan. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an interesting football yeah. season this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I think so. The AFC North is uh, a lot of changes. It's a lot of changes. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get beyond that. Okay, sir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, great. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, greatly appreciate it. So, so let's talk a little bit about your career path. Uh, what made you decide to join the Air National Guard, or were you active duty first, or? Yeah. So. I was actually active duty. I didn't really have a life plan. Let's just be honest. Um, I was I was a crazy kid um, and grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, small town. Well, not super small, but smallish town. I knew everybody. 
Um, so I, I, I decided to turn down a scholarship to go play softball so I could join the military. So I joined active duty in the delayed enlistment program right out of high school. Um, initially, I was going for security forces, and I got really sick, and they had to cancel my job, which is totally acceptable. And then the current job that I'm in opened up. It's uh, aviation resource management. And uh, it talked about working in operations and the description of the career field. So I was like, that sounds cool. You know, let's let's just do that. So <laughs> I'm, one of the best decisions ever. I don't think that I would have enjoyed security forces as much as I do my current career field. So oh. yeah, it's, it's worked out well. Um, but yeah, I, I did active duty for five years. Uh, after that, I, I joined the Air Force Reserve hmm. as an individual mobilization augmentee. Um, and worked with combat controllers, completely fell in love with my career field again. Hmm. Um, did did uh, the reserve stuff for about 15 years, making my way out west, out to Nevada, to uh, Nellis and Creech, and then up to Utah mm-hmm. at Hill Air Force Base. And then around 2019, I was looking for a promotion. Like, I, I knew where I was. I topped out at Master, so I had to move again. And I'd been applying for positions all over the country with the reserve side. And uh, somebody reached out to me, a prior instructor reached out to me who was from this area and said, hey, they have an opening at the 174th in the guard. And I was like, mm, the guard? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, what what is that you speak of? <laughs> I mean, I, I, what I thought I knew about the guard was that they only hired people from within, right? Mm. Like they... They try to take care of their own people, and they don't hire outsiders. So when I applied for the job, I truly was not expecting to get a call back. Mm-hmm. And it took them about a month to get back to me because of they did the interviews, I think, right before drill, and we're getting a new commander and everything. So it was, it was interesting. I was getting ready to do another in- interview for a job at Scott Air Force Base when they called me and asked me if I wanted this job. Wow. So, yeah, but it was an awesome move. My, afterwards, my wife told me, she always wanted to live in New York and didn't want to tell me that to sway my decision for my career. So, I mean, she's amazing. I wow. love her. She's just. Man, she was looking out for your best interest. Yeah. Man. She's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Angela sounds cool. Yeah. You know, Angela, thank you for being cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. So aviation resource management. Yes. I know what it is because my career field was uh, life support, air crew flight equipment. Oh, yeah. We work with you guys. Yeah. So, so yeah, we work closely uh, with, um, with what's it? It used to be HARM. Is yes. It, it, well, two separate pieces. You have the HARM, which is like they take care of the actual flight records mm-hmm. and incentive pays. And then you have the SARM, which is the squadron portion, and they manage like your go-no-goes. So an air crew member can't touch an aircraft without being fully current and qualified to go and perform a mission. Got it. So, yeah. Got it. So so you guys are pretty much the, the gatekeepers. Making, we are. Keeping them honest and making sure, holding them accountable, making yes. sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing before they go out and jump into these uh, millions of dollar aircrafts. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Good stuff. That's an important career field. It is. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's a little bit different in an unmanned world. Right. Like we have RPAs, so it's a little bit different here. But in in an aircraft where you have people in that airplane, Mm -hmm. if something goes wrong and we didn't do our jobs, same with AFE, 
if we didn't do our jobs, that could mean somebody's life. Yes. So it's very important to wow. me. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. So how many years you've been serving? 22. 22? Yeah. Man. I love it. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says you have to go. Yeah. So. <laughs> You can stick around for a little bit longer. Perfect. I think, I think you have more to give. Yeah. Well, they're trying to convince me to commission, but I, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Outstanding. So throughout your 22-year career, um, what would you say is your biggest achievement uh, experience uh, at this point? Oh, so I think award-wise, I mean, the recent award that I won for uh, – senior NCO of the year for the Northeastern region. That is pretty awesome. That like, is. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> However, I don't know that that's my top experience, right? Like I, I've done some really cool stuff in my 22 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, two of my favorite experiences were my, on my first deployment when we went to Kuwait, I got to hang my feet out of the back of a C-130 as we were watching wild camels run through the desert and refueling helicopters. <laughs> and then at my last squadron, I got to um, actually fly um, an F-16. So the, the pilot handed controls over me after we had entered the airspace and got to do that. So that was pretty awesome. Man. I mean, I, I've done pretty cool stuff. That, that is F-16? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> that, that is pretty cool. Man, Kuwait deployment. Yeah, that's my, my first one. So that was your first one. So you got to hang your feet out the back of the aircraft. Yes. So when you were at Kuwait, were you still aviation resource management? Yes, sir. I was. I deployed with my uh, unit. We were an MC-130E Combat Talon II unit. So it's the uh, shortest, a shorter version of like the C-130, and they are able to land on dirt strips mm. in austere areas they're all retired now that aircraft the mds mm -hmm. but yeah it was a it was a pretty cool mission they had a lot of history oh, so okay. they um i mean the unit like our airplanes were in movies we dropped the first moab the mother of all bombs out of eglin <laughs> and yeah i mean it's pretty cool wow that that is cool so i've been in for 32 years and i have yet to be able to fly an f-16 what am i doing wrong <laughs> yeah you got to know the right people. No. <laughs> I know Christine. Christine. I could, if you go out to Hill Air Force Base, I'll see if I can get you a ride. All right. I like that. Okay. I like that. All right. So it, it's on record now. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Uh, good stuff. Thank you for that. Yeah. So what do you like most about being in the military? And um, how do you stay motivated to perform at a high level? So you've already, you mentioned it a little bit and um, about your accomplishments uh, for the past year. Uh, man, winning not only the Outstanding Airman of the Year for the uh, Senior NCO category, not only for New York State, right. uh, but for the entire region, which we have eight states in our region, I think it's a huge accomplishment. And But you have to stay motivated yes. you know, in order to perform at that high level to actually obtain outstanding airman of the year. So what's your secret? Uh, honestly, I do it for the people. Hmm. Um, I love being a part of something bigger than myself and it's, it's, but it's, it's truly for my people. They, they motivate me building those relationships with them. 
to me, there's nothing more rewarding than being able to help a person grow and discover who they are and who they were meant to be. I mean, to this day, I still have airmen that I, you know, supervised or had in my career path decades ago who reach out to me just to tell me about their day. Wow. And, or tell me about the cool school that they got into, a master's program, or the birth of their children. Like, they might not even be in the military anymore, but we've established those relationships, and it just it keeps me going. Wow. Man. So. Yeah, that's some powerful stuff. So, um, you know, I think you've, you found your purpose. I think I did. That, you know, so they, they always, you know, they, well, not they, but, um, you know, they say that, you know, when you find your purpose, it, you find out not why you're serving, but you find out who you're serving. Yes. Um, and it seems like to me that you you found your purpose because you're serving for your people. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going I'm to give you a book suggestion. And not only am I going to give you a book suggestion so you don't have to write this okay. down. <laughs> you know, I'm actually, the next time I'm out at Syracuse, I'll bring you one. That's awesome. Uh, and it'll be my gift to you. And um, it's a book on relationships. Okay. Um, so um, I don't think you really need it. But what it's going to do is that it's going to validate, you know, what you've already accomplished. And it may give you a few more nuggets. Uh, okay. And it's a book called Relationships 101 by John C. Maxwell. Right. Um, it's a short read. It's a small book, but it's packed full of powerful uh, information. So, so that's going to be my gift uh, to to you. Well, so, thank you. Uh, not, not a problem at all. So, yeah. You know, see, I'm a people person too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, good stuff. So, um, let's talk about uh, challenges. Uh, you know, have you? Uh, what challenges have you faced uh, in your career? Um, well, I mean, besides being a woman, and gay mm-hmm. during a time when that wasn't okay. Um, those that those aren't even the challenges that bothered me, though. It was uh, learning how to balance things. Like, um, I, I mean, I hold a position that's very demanding and can be very stressful. But uh, at times it's been difficult for me to balance work and school and home and my mental health. Um, and I've, I've been very vulnerable with my people and communicated that to them when I am having an off day. And we have a very good style of communication um, in our office. So if one of us is having a bad day, we just let each other know. And if we need space, then we get space. If not, then we try to work it out as a team. So that's really awesome. Um, I also, I don't think that there's a a one size fits all answer to overcoming every challenge, right? Mm -hmm. I think what I personally do is gather up a bunch of like metaphoric tools as I learn from the situations I face and the challenges that I face. And I start looking through my bag to see which one of those tools I can use Mm -hmm. in that situation. So, um, some of my go-to tools are like meditation, physical activity, breathing exercises, writing things out, um, just to see if I can come up with my own solution or even talking to somebody, just talking to somebody. I have a great support system. And I think that that's extremely important. Um, especially with like higher level jobs, you need to be able to talk to somebody. Um, even airmen, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say higher level jobs. Everybody needs somebody to talk to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We need those people in our lives that are going to tell us the truth. Yes. And even if it does hurt our feelings and that genuinely care about our well-being and our positive influences to us. So I think that's extremely important. Yeah, no, you, man. (laughs) 
Man, we can we can do a mic drop right now <laughs> to your answer to that question. So it, it, it is so many nuggets and lessons that folks can take away, you know, from uh, your response there. That that's just truly amazing. So thank you very much for your willingness uh, to to open up and to to share. Thanks. Um, yeah, that, it's extremely important, and uh, you're absolutely right. Um, it, you know. We have so many resources uh, mm-hmm. here available to us in the Air National Guard uh, for folks to get help if they need it, to get assistance if they need it. Um, but you hit it right on the head. You have surrounded yourself with a support system, yes. whether it's at home, whether it's at work, you know, and building that respectful culture uh, within the organization where you can speak freely, yes. where you can speak open and honestly. And the more important thing, not be judged. That's yes. That's extremely important. So hats off to you. And to me, that's leadership. Thanks. That's leadership. That is true leadership. So, so thank you for leading the right way. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, to go back to the one response you said, when you say people call you, oh, yeah. even when they're out of uniform, you know, that's, that's the deepest level of respect. You know that that you want and that you can get. So so hats off to you for that. Thank you. No problem, man. There's some good stuff here, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I got a page full of notes here, oh, and, gosh. Uh, and we still got we still got a little bit to go. So okay. <laughs> how you doing? You doing all right? I'm good. All right. So so what advice uh, would you give to other members looking to follow in your footsteps? Um. I have three staples that have helped me get to where I am. Um, the first one, I think it's a big one, is don't be afraid of change. Ooh. Right? When we're in unfamiliar circumstances, we're given an opportunity to learn and grow. So don't be afraid of that. The second one is uh, you might make mistakes, and that's okay. Hmm. Just, just look at what worked. Look at what didn't work. Evaluate that situation and throw the good stuff in your tool bag. Hmm. And then the third one, we're only human. We all have our own stuff that we're struggling with. So have compassion for yourself and others. Just be kind. Those are those are my three things, Chief. Those are the three things, but they're big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not little things. You know, they're big. And uh, my goodness, um, it, you know, change is, uh, you're absolutely right. Change is how we grow. Change is how uh, we we get to that next level. You don't know what you're capable of, uh, you know, or you don't know what your capacity of if you're too busy worrying about, uh, you know, staying in your comfort zone and resisting change. Right. You know, you got to push through that and push beyond that to see what you're capable of and mm-hmm. what your what your capacity is. So, uh, so that's huge. You know, leaders, listen to what Christine just said about mistakes. <laughs> Mistakes are going to happen. Your airmen are going to make mistakes. The key is is not to overreact to those little mistakes that they make. Because the key thing about feedback and and about discipline uh, to those small mistakes is building that airmen up so they come back stronger, better, more polished so that they won't create that little mistake again. And if we overreact to that little mistake, we could push them back into a shell. You know, so Sergeant Weizen, you have some knowledge going <laughs> on today. I am learning so much and this, this is phenomenal. So, so thank you for that. Thanks. All right. Here's a question that's near and dear to my heart. 
And I'm sure everyone wants to know, what do you expect from your leaders? <clears throat> that is, it's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, uh, feel free to talk. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, I gotta, it's just you and I. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> how, how, no. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I mean, you need to get to know your people on a different level. You got to listen to them. Um, people invest themselves when you feel when they feel like they're genuinely cared for. They're also more more willing to voice concerns and innovative ideas, and when they feel like they're they've been heard. So, like, just know your people, and and give them those opportunities to talk to you. So. Oh, yes. Um, extremely important. Um, folks have heard me say this before uh, about you know uh, my three C's to success. And one of those C's is uh, connection. Uh, the other two is competence and, and character. Um, but connection is, is so huge. You're absolutely right. You know, a part of leadership is knowing your people, mm-hmm. knowing what motivates them, knowing, um, you know, what makes them tick, knowing what their path to success is what do they want to do? What do they want to be when they grow up? Absolutely, you know, so that you can help them, you know, develop a plan, you know, to get them there. Absolutely, you know, because that's what leadership is all about. But it doesn't start, or it doesn't happen, if you don't know them. You know, yes. if you're not able to connect with them. So, um, so that's a uh, uh, that's a big thing. That's that's a big lesson. And um, there's something that the chief master under the Air Force. Uh, Chief Bass is coming out with um, has just released and it's called uh, Airman's Time. Oh, right. Yeah. And um, I'm sure you probably heard of this, but Airman's Time is all about, you know, giving, you know, leadership, you know, another tool to connect with their airmen. It's not about giving time back to airmen. It's about leaders taking the time to connect with their airmen. So, um, you know, I've never seen, you know, before, right before COVID, we had you remember the uh, resiliency tactical pause we had um, I, I don't right before covid um it, you know about 3 years ago it was a uh, sort of like a stand down day okay and uh chief master of the uh, of the I'm not chief master on the air force but a uh, chief of staff of the air force actually said hey we're going to have a stand down day uh because suicides were high oh i do remember that and we're going to Every wing had to do a resiliency tactical pause, uh, you know, and they, and they had all these uh, little uh, sessions uh, that you went through, little small group sessions to connect, you know, with each other. So and it was the most I've ever seen. I was at the one on night airlift wing then, um, and it was the most I've ever seen that wing connect, mm-hmm. truly connect and come together. Um, and it was a powerful moment. Um, but I think we've lost a little bit of that because COVID hit. And, you know, then there's this thing called telework and, you know, our focus went to the pandemic where we lost a little bit of that connection. Um, Airman's time, I believe, is trying to get us back to that connection piece. So um, and I'm sure that you're going to lead the way here at the 174th (laughs) in operations and 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 helping these members uh, connect because you're already doing it. You know, you're doing it within your organization, and I guarantee you, you're going to be able to spread that, you know, throughout the entire wing. So I hope so. So thank you. Thank, thank you for you. that. So, Wow. This was an absolutely amazing session. Uh, so um, I cannot believe that we are close to the end. So um, 
I'm going to give you the floor. So what are your closing comments, uh, thoughts, message that you would like to leave with our listeners today? So I'll, I'll leave you with something that I tell all of my new airmen when they first get to the office. Um, so what I say to him is who you are before you raised your right hand doesn't have to be the person you are now. Mm. You've been given an opportunity to reinvent yourself. Your past does not have to re- define you as a person. Um, you can achieve, achieve anything if you're willing to put work in to get there. So that's my closing comments, Chief. All right. Well, thank you very much. I uh, greatly appreciate it. I have greatly enjoyed um, you know, the session and sitting down with you and getting to know you, know you a little bit better. Um, so, so, so thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Chief. I All appreciate right. the time. Well, teamies, that's it for Episode 7 of Season 2. Sergeant Wiesen, I thank you for the conversation today and your willingness to share your story. I am inspired by your message, dedication, and commitment to excellence. Folks, this is talent at its finest right here. Much respect to you, and I wish you future success. Teammates, another successful recording session complete. As always, a shout out to the one on my Therlift Wing Public Affairs section, especially the person behind the scenes keeping us organized and on point, Miss Jackie Lyons. Until the next JTL episode, I leave you with a quote from Christianity author Gustav Shakefoot. Life is precious. Life is sacred. Every human being should do his or her utmost best to preserve life, to improve life, and to promote life in abundance. Again, thank you, Sergeant Wiesen, for this meaningful conversation today. Keep aiming high, teammates. Chief out.